All right, welcome to another edition of Cape Fear Mets Legion. Um, Legion, not lesion. It's not a health problem. Um, <laughs> Our podcast is almost like a lesion. <laughs> we're starting off on the right foot. Awesome. Um, so last week we talked about being more prepared for today. So I came up with some notes and some, uh, you know, actual things to talk about and keep it moving and flowing. So uh, what about you, Scott? How'd you do? Yeah, I'm just going to wing it. <sighs> Wasn't it your... Weren't you the one that said we need to be more organized? I did. That was me. All right. Well, do as I say, not as I do. At least one of us was organized. Um, I can't even find your notes. I texted them to you. Oh, I just texted you a note. My beer is empty. We just started. You want me to get up? And you got to fill while I go get the beer. All right. We'll wait a few minutes. All right. Okay. Um, anyway, a little bit of... Uh, Business cleanup real quick before we jump into the Mets here. Um, news today, they made a trade for Wilmer Font ding, da, da, from ding, ding, Tampa ding, Bay, ding, 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 a reliever. Ding, ding. That was the trade alert, update alert. Uh, that was awful. Don't do it again. Um, and get closer to the microphone. Sorry. Thank you. Um, it's an awkward setup you have today. You want Let's... How's that? Is that better? Much better. Thank okay. you. So what was I saying? Oh yeah, Wilmer Font, Tampa Bay reliever. He's currently got like a. Oh, Wilmer. I that's I was gonna jump into that. Like uh, I didn't catch it on the news. My buddy was like, "Yeah, you guys made a trade today. Did you see?" I'm like, "Ah oh, shit, no, I didn't." And he's like, "Yeah, Wilmer, somebody." And I got so excited for like ten seconds, and then I like, he's like, "Yeah, some he's got like a five ERA or something." I'm like, "What ERA? Damn it, it's not Wilmer." And I was really bummed out. Thanks for uh, thanks for the uh, addition there, Scott. You know, Appreciate, I'm sitting you know, here like, just uh, it's crying for two reasons. One, I would love to get Wilmer back because I love Wilmer, but at the same token, where would he play? Yeah, like we don't need Wilmer, but Take I him want him back. Well, that will move us into the next. My next topic: I'll take Wilmer over Frazier any day of the week. Any day of the week, I was adamant. During the offseason, when, when last season ended, the day after, I said, if we go into next year and Frazier's our starting third baseman, we might as well just punt on the season. And here we are after everything that's been said and done, third base definitely being the position that we needed to upgrade the most. Here's the same guy hitting the same, you know, crappy 200, around 200 average, striking out throwing his bat three feet in front of home plate and just rolling the ball over to third base or short. Oh, I can't stand it. And I, I like the guy. He's a great third baseman. By far and away our best fielding third baseman. But who gives a shit, man? Davis was raking. We put Frazier in, and we haven't scored a fucking run since. And it's super annoying. Uh, Lagaris hit a homer. The second of the year. I know. And we'll get to that as well. Um... But hopefully, you know, Jed Larry should be coming back soon, and he'll take over third base duties. And I don't know what they're going to do with the lineup. I'm sure someone's going to have to go down. I don't know who is going to be. Um, well, if you pay attention to the interwebs might be Broxton. and our Facebook post, yeah. you know, the Legion that is known as Mets Legion posted today 
yeah. on the book about how not just you thinking about Frazier, but the Mets organization talking about Frazier and everything leading up to what it is, here yeah, we the, are. The consensus in baseball when Frazier was coming back from injury was, where's he going to play? These other guys have outperformed him. J.D. Davis, Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonzo, basically. What? Oh, you're going to get a beer and you want me to cover it? You I'm going to get a beer. You could have just said that. So, yeah, so the entire... You're away from the microphone now, Scott. No one can hear you. So dumb. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh, yeah, so when Frazier was coming back from injury and all these people were outperforming him and his numbers, and now he's coming back, the consensus around all of baseball was, where's this guy going to play? He's probably at this point now just a, a bench bat and a defensive replacement and a clubhouse leader. And everyone in baseball was saying this. And the day he comes back, he's starting almost every single day. And since then, the Mets offense has gone to shit. He's just a black hole in the middle of the lineup. You know he's either going to strike out or hit into a double play. And the occasional hook one around the left field foul pole. You know, that begs the question, and I don't want to take you fast forward into your next segment here about the Mets, but it begs the question of Mickey Calloway. Mm. Which, I like Mickey. There's an autographed Durham Bulls jersey hanging downtown Wilmington with Mickey Calloway's signature on it, and that's kind of a nice little homer. And I, I like Mickey. He gets with the fans and, and stuff. But, you know, I was listening to the game yesterday. I was in the other room. The game was on TV, listening to the game. And it was a little awkward because there's no Keith Aron, Yeah. right, in the broadcast. Yeah, Todd Zeal now, and he's a little – he's got – He's been higher he's pitched good, voice, and he's good for an inning, then kind of really bad for an inning, then kind of good for an inning. I, I, I don't way, really have any real complaints on it yet. The consensus was long, long game, eighteen inning game the night before. Yeah, they want their starters to go deep. They talked to Mickey Callaway about making their having the starters go deep. Vargas wasn't pitching bad, and then they pull him. Well, he's injured. That came out later. Yeah, but during the broadcast, they went on and on about. Mickey, talking yeah. about how is he changing his mind on this? And I wonder, I wonder. Well, that leads into the game before, or no, later that game with um, Edwin Diaz, where they said he'll never, you know, come in on the road without a lead. You know, he's going to pitch the bottom of the inning with a lead. And then the 10th or 11th, they brought him in to pitch in a tie game. So there's a little I, bit of wishy-washy there. I feel like... I don't really have a problem with that. Like, if you say something to the press the day before, that doesn't mean you're locked into it the next day. You might go home and go, you know what, that was dumb. I'm going to do it this way. They had a point, you know. I like, think, so, though, that the bigger question here is that when you start to lose faith, maybe, perhaps, in your manager, you can't just say that. Yeah. You post as a broadcaster or even... I mean, you know... As, well, you're saying you think the clubhouse is losing faith in Mickey? I don't know if the clubhouse is. People that are close to him are questioning his decisions. To like, you know, Who's they close question to him, like his they wife. Question, no, close to him as far as anybody that reports directly for the Mets, any of the, the broadcasters, press. the press, yeah. right? And those guys are close to the Mets. They're close, but they're not that close. Not that close, but still close enough, closer than we are. And when they start posing questions continuously, right, well, how about Diaz? 
And now they're they're posing questions about, you know, well, what is Mickey thinking here with Vargas? But then it comes out after that he's injured. Yeah. But that thought process and, is and there that they're questioning his decision making. They may not come out and say it, but that's what they're doing. Yeah. And and now also Matt's has a nerve issue in his elbow. Um, the test confirmed. I don't know. I don't understand that. He complained about a nerve issue, and then test confirmed he's got a nerve issue. So, um, but it's still not out of the question that he makes his next start. So it's probably it might just be like a deal with the pain for, and then have surgery in the off season kind of thing. I think um, Degrom went through that same thing. Had like a kind of a rough year, and then had the nerve moved around in the off season, and came back and was fine. Degrom in it. Yeah, it wasn't before last year. I think it was before, the year before that. But um, but yeah, that's probably why they made the move for you know some probably below average to media. Although this Wilmer Font guy made five starts, and in those starts he had a one point seven ERA last year, and he's been primarily a reliever this year, and he struggled. So I'm thinking maybe the Mets maybe got him to be a starter. Um, He's going to be a starter like Vargas would be a starter, where it's four or five innings tops, eighty to ninety pitches tops. Um, but hey, it's it's something instead of calling up Chris Flexen again. Like, the second they brought Chris Flexen into that eighteen inning, inning game, I, I was like, it doesn't matter how many runs we score, we're going to lose. The guy can't get outs; he just can't. Um, Why do you think it we is? We keep calling up these people that we go back to known evils. Thinking that things are going to change instead of just trying something different. I like give that Drew Gagnon guy. I can't say his name. Gagnon, 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 Gagnon. It's French. Mignon, guy, he, like the meat. You know, he came in for Mats when Mats couldn't do anything that one day and gave up the eight runs in the first inning. He ended up giving up like four runs, but it was after he was at like 85, 90 pitches and he struggled in that last inning. You know, it was fine before that. If, if he gives us six or seven innings with three or four runs, then that's better than what else we got. And if he gives us four or five innings, um, then and we take him out in Lugo. <sighs> but we keep going back to Flexen. So the thing about Flexen, too, and Oswald, is they weren't even supposed to be the next guys up. It was supposed to be Justin Dunn. But he went to Seattle in the Cano-Diaz deal. And I keep looking at, like, um, every day MLB.com puts out, like, uh, each team's top prospect performer. And every day for Seattle, it's Jared Kelenic, who's the outfielder we sent. And I'm just like, well, Cano's not really hitting. Diaz is great. Could have signed Kimbrell in hindsight. Could have just signed somebody to do it. I'm sure Kimbrell would have took the job, especially at this point. But I mean, hindsight is 2020. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, long story short, Justin Dunn might be doing a whole lot better than these two idiots are. You know, give them some time in the minors, they might turn out to be okay, but they're not ready. They're bad, major leaguers. Bringing folks up when they're no matter what the industry, no matter what the sport, when you put somebody into a position before they're ready, it can be a disaster. It can be. It can 
destroy psyche. It can destroy confidence. And that, that destroys careers unless they can overcome it. And you don't want these guys to be continually down on themselves, plagued by that first experience where we put them in a position to perform before they were ready to perform. That could, that could have some long-lasting detrimental effects. Yeah. Once in a at, while. Look at Alonzo. They waited on him. Yep. Let him percolate. Is he, is he doing well? He's, eh. Yeah. Nah. He's, he's had a rough couple of days, but it seemed like he got it back together towards the end of that Milwaukee series. That's sarcasm. He's doing fantastic. I know. He was in a little slump there. Um, then he hit that home run to tie the game, and he started to look. Same thing with McNeil. McNeil was struggling a little bit, but they're, they're back to hitting. Um so here's here's my question to you, and we may have already answered it because we've already talked about it. But come, the date's June first. The Mets are at or below five hundred. What's Mickey's job status? Hot seat gone. That's a tough question. All right, we we've already talked a little bit, and I was going down that road mm-hmm. with you know maybe the the starting to hear and feel that that loss of confidence and expectations are high coming into the season with the pickups that they had the development of the players that they had the starting rotation that we have the expectations were real high and so far we have not come close to realizing them at all a 500 record i would say 60 70 most hot seat he's not gone but the hot seat conversation should start. On the flip side, how much is your pitcher's performance in baseball a result of the manager? Well, the pitching has been the pitching has been real good last week or so. You look at where we are. You know, you look at the hitting. As somebody that that comes from a sport other than baseball. I feel like the coaches have more of an effect on your team than a manager does in baseball. I think a manager in baseball has an effect that is more so on who are we starting, when am I taking people in or out, who am I calling up, and those are some of the the questions that have come up with Mickey. But it's not like if your hitters aren't hitting – is that on your manager? Well, you can't fire the hitters. You can't. And but someone someone posted on uh, one of the Facebook sites, you're Mickey, you want to shake up the lineup, what would you do? Okay. And uh, I thought about that a little bit today. And I would shake, I mean, obviously, first things first, Frazier's out. I would move Cano out of the three hole. And um, I would actually bat him lead off to start and put him in front of Alonzo. Have him start swinging for contact? Get his well, he already is. Yeah, but like if he hits in front of Alonzo, he might see some more pitches. But I think I just take some of the pressure off him. You're not in RBI situations. You don't need to try to carry the team. Just get on base. You know, he won't stay there forever, but it's just a shakeup. Then you can keep kind of Alonzo where he's at. I'd put McNeil in the three-hole. And then probably uh, hmm. keep Conforto and clean up. Yeah, or Ramos. Depends if it's a righty, Conforto, a lefty, either Ramos or maybe Davis. You know, and then you have uh, 
whoever, oh man, it's hard to do off the top of my head without writing stuff down. Forget players. But, um, so yeah, fifth, uh, that'll be Ramos or Conforto, depending right or left, or Davis. And then, um, and then you have Rosario, and then uh, I might be missing someone, but then Lagares in the in the back, batting eighth, especially against lefties. And then against righties, it would be Nimmo. But right now, the way Nimmo's playing, I feel like you got to give more playing time to Lagares. He's getting another start today. What do you think? I think first of all, before we go down this road, I want to comment that all of us are still in our work clothes, and that Matt. Wants to just sidle up in here, looking a lot like uh, I brain farted his name. Who's the uh, redheaded game show? Not game show host. Late night show host. Conan. Conan O'Brien. He looks like a a smaller version of Conan O'Brien. At least now he's wearing pants. True, and he's trying to steal your pizza. Yeah. All right. Sidebar enough. (laughs) That just was grating on me, and I had to get that out. And that was my prep for this week, so I hope all you right. all appreciate it. Let's let's get off lineup talk because that's boring as shit. Um, da, 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 da. All right, well let's go. You got anything? Well, yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's familiar. Uh, well, I don't even want to talk about familiar because he's breaking my heart. But, but that's like everyone's hating on him. He's playing really bad. My thought is the dude's not this bad. He's not. You know whether this IL stint is makeshift to get him some time to clear his head and do some work or if he's actually injured i don't know if he's actually injured that could explain a lot you know that could if they're just trying to get him right then it's probably a good move but everyone hates on that guy so much he's done nothing but pitch great for this organization since the day he got called up i don't understand the i don't understand the criticism of him um starter's been coming around Ooh, that sounded good asmr yeah, um, fresh beer, everybody. It's a fresh one. So, you know, we talked about Familia a couple episodes ago. Yeah, and like I really love the guy. You know, uh, I'm. I don't know if you would say what I don't know what kind of Mets fan that I am. In general, I'm not as hardcore of a Mets fan. I am, I'm just. I I feel like I am. I'm just. I don't know. It's I'm in a weird place. But okay. when it comes to Mets fandom, because you have your it's crazies. It's starting to sound like sports therapy. Yeah, you have your crazies. You have your diehards. You have your Fairweathers. You have your closet irrational. fans. Irrational fans. You, I mean, you have bandwagon fans. I don't know where I fit in all that. I'm definitely, you know, not a bandwagon fan or a Fairweather fan. I'm not a crazy. I don't know why know. it is about the Mets, but um, I'm, I'm totally okay with Fairweather fans. Totally okay. If your team's not putting a good product out there and you want to bail until they're good again, got no problems with that. You know, with baseball, it seems like it's okay with the amount of games that they play. Yeah. You, you, I mean, But for some reason with the Mets, I'm just not like that. No matter how bad they are, I turn the game on. Yep. With the so, Devils and the Giants, if they're bad, I just uh, the season's over. I'm just, I just don't care. I know how you feel. But, you know, that, that doesn't... That's not... <clears throat> that's not a slight on you as a fan. Yeah. You know, so where do you classify yourself? How would you label yourself as a fan for somebody who turns the game on every day, win, lose, or whatever? I don't know. Me? <laughs> yeah, right? It's totally individual. I, yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I, I turn on the game two, three times a week. Yeah, it's plenty. It's plenty, right? They play every day. You can't, 
If you watch all of them, you need to get a life a little and bit. And I fall asleep because I'm old as shit now. Yeah. The games are long. In the middle of it. Yeah. They're in San Diego tonight, so might catch the first inning. That's about it, and which sucks because I really want to watch San Diego. But um, I'm probably not even turning it on tonight. Yeah. That's the other thing. You turn it on, then you're like, ah, one more inning. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's one thirty in the morning, and you're like, shit, I have to be up in four or five hours. I can't. I just can't. Oh, so, well, we you talked about let's get off Mets lineup. Let's so before we finish up, you know Brian. I, just, and I, I wish there was just something more fun to talk about with this team right now. You know, I, I can't tough. wait to start that episode where it's like, oh yeah, motherfucker, it's heating like, up on the yeah, island. Like people are raking, the pitching's going. We win four in a row, a comeback win against a division rival or something, and we're just having a good time. Right now, it's kind of. These podcasts have become a little bit of a chore to get through talking Mets because well, they play every day, but there's no news. You've just inspired my Mets memory of the day. Okay. I don't right. have one, but go ahead. We were going to go to a movie one day. We're driving oh, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to the movies, and on the way, we're listening to the Mets game. We were watching at the house. It was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. We get in the car. I think we're losing 7-2, to two, I think. To the Nationals. Yeah. We get in the car. We start driving to the movie theater. We're like, oh, well, let's listen to the game on the way. And then it's just Things start ball happening. and play. Yeah. Ball and play. Keep the train moving. Cespedes we start scoring. that bases loaded double, I think. I think it was bases loaded. We Off pull, the wall. We pull in to yeah. the mall where the theater's at. We walk right in to a bar and say, put the game on. It was on. The yeah. big projector. Zamora. No, it wasn't Zamora. It was Dario Alvarez. Dario Alvarez, like his one game he pitched in the majors, strikes out Bryce Harper in a huge spot. Oh, big, oh right yeah, huge. That, right after that was about when we shut the car off. Yeah, and we went into the bar. we were so pumped. They were like, strike Didn't three. matter. We, when it was like, we had, what, 3 p.m. movie tickets? Yeah. And I think it was in between innings, and the bar we were at was right next to the movie theater, and you ran over, and you're like, hey, can we trade this in for the 7 o'clock tickets? <laughs> yeah. And you came running back. <laughs> and I had ordered a new beer for you. Yeah. You're like, we're good. We got yeah. seven o'clock tickets. Yeah. Do you remember what movie that was? No, that was 2015, right? It was Wolverine. No, that's my... no, because I never saw Wolverine. In we saw it in the theater together. You... Logan, Logan, Logan didn't come out in 2015. All right, is Logan that old? We need help. I think that was 2015. It might have been. I don't know. Hey Siri, I don't think we when did Logan come the movie out that day. Which one? I found nine. Logan. Logan Lucky. Logan's Run. Logan's Run. The Kate Logan Affair. The microphone's picking all this up. Right. How do you guys feel about Siri? Siri, I'm not talking to you. You just, you said, hey, Siri. <laughs> it was 2017, excuse me. Oh, so it wasn't that. I, I don't what, think we ended up actually going to the movie. I think we just got we going drunk at to the see? I don't know, I'll figure it out. Hey, if you guys remember what good movies came out in 2015, leave it in the comments. And it would have been... <coughs> I mean, that game was late in the year. It would have been August or September. That was the game that killed... What was his name? Drew... Storin. Drew Storin. No. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that was wasn't the, the backbreaker. That yeah, wasn't. Was. No, because I watched that game at home, and I remember just sitting there. That was the game we were down 7-1. to one. It was late, and Drew Storin could not throw a strike and they did not Drew pull Storm him out. gave up that game he gave up both of them he may have given up the other one, one of the game well the the first one they just the Mets just broke his career yeah 
Oh he was my filthy. god, he was filthy that whole season until then. He couldn't. He couldn't throw a strike. Yeah. He walked the bases loaded and a run in. It was like five simultaneous walks. Yeah. And then we just started hitting after that. Because he was just throwing meatballs, trying to throw a strike. I hope Cespedes comes back soon. Oh, what happens then? <laughs> no, 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 Cespedes. That's all I think about. What, happen- what happens with Davis, McNeil, Frazier, Larry, then? Cespedes. 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 All right, stop with that. Uh, Cespedes. Anyway. I can't stop doing So the it. other day, I went to Flying Machine. The brewery? Well, hey, before we switch gears, all right. Oh, I was just going to talk about riding my bicycle, so pun uh, well, I want to get to that. Pun intended? Oh, um, I want to get, get to that. Oh, you want to get to it? Get to it, then. All right. Fuck. I'm getting speak. there. You're slowing me down. Shut up. Go. Shut up. Talk. I'm confused. Shut up. Speak. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> all right. What were we talking about? Okay, I got it. I got it. So we have a few things we want to talk about today. Mets were well, way, way to we're way to make it come. Way to make way to make it. Oh but, my god, do I have a stutter? Way to make it flow naturally. Just jump into the topic like it's like it's. It just came to the top I, of your well, head. Well, I want this people to know day. that we have one more Mets thing we want to talk about. We wanted to kind of to follow up with our players to watch, but we're oh, going to yeah. move away from Mets. We want to talk about some other things. Yeah, we've talked about and, Mets, and we are going to touch on the. What are you doing with your hands right now? I'm using them for emphasis that you can't see. Well, you can see it, but our audience can't see it. How do you feel about this? I don't like it. Stop. <laughs> What's he's, wrong uh, with it? He first started out like holding his hands like he's like that thing where it's like you're playing the world's smallest violin. And now he's just kind of doing weird things with his fingers, like spirit fingers kind of thing. So... Oh my God! You just threw me off. I got it. So we're gonna finish up here with the Mets. Then we're gonna Mets get are some, done. We're gonna get into some. We're, okay, we're done with the Mets right now. That we'll talk more about them when it's more fun. Well, at let's the, talk about some fun shit. Okay, we're gonna talk about some fun shit. There is some Game of Thrones talk coming. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, there will be spoilers. We'll get to that later. But we'll, we will we'll let, let you know. know. We'll let you know when, when we it's start time talking. to sign off. If yeah. you haven't watched it yet, yeah. Just, all right. So you are riding your bicycle and. Well, let me do the Wayne's World thing. Three, two. Talk. You have to talk now. You you interrupted me. I'm to bringing say you something. back. Yeah, but you interrupted me when I started to talk about the cycling, and you interrupted me and said, "Oh, you like you had something to say." Well, we had more and Mets you stuff on your. And no- then you didn't say your anything. notes had more Mets stuff, and then you told me to shut up, and talk, and it confused me. Stop talking. What were we gonna say? <laughs> You're such Anyway, every Wednesday night Flying Machine, one of the great craft breweries Here in Wilmington Has started doing a group Bicycle ride and run If you want to run, they got something going on there too And I went and did it last Wednesday And um, it was a lot of fun The run the run is put on by Omega Sports And the bike ride is put on by Two Wheeler Dealer Show Everybody... of hands of people that like to run or ride bikes I think it's I heard like three people put their hands. It's up. a lot of hands. Okay. Um, it's a lot of hands. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Met some cool people. Made some friends. But I tried this beer I've never had. It w- it's called, um, I don't even really, Mal- Malika. Malika mm-hmm. beer. It's a, 
Miluka, I think is how they pronounce it. Miluka, whatever, whatever, however you pronounce it. It was it's it's a beer that you drink as a foam. You need a special tap for it, and it was awesome. It's really neat. So good. It was like it's a pint of beer. It's almost seventy five percent foam. It's like two fifty for it, but it's a craft beer. Yeah, and if, if you let the foam die down, it's still like it's like twelve ounces of beer, you know. So it's as far as like the cost goes for two fifty, it's probably cheaper than any other kind of craft beer out there. But like it's so, the only way I can explain it is it's like an a latte beer that doesn't it, taste it's like cold. Coffee. It's cold though. Yeah, it tastes yeah. like beer, but it has that foamy creaminess of like a latte. And if you've never been to a place that has it, Google it, find it. If you're in Wellington, go to Flying Machine. It's awesome. We've been experimenting with whoa, 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 beverages. Whoa, whoa. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Like that. I mean, first, oh, with you and the the London Fog. London never Fog. had a London Fog, yeah. but that was like a, a latte style hot tea drink, uh-huh. which was really delicious. Yeah. And then we started to expand, and we did a latte style cold beer, which was. Delicious. So what comes next, latte style? Oh, um, coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. That's ridiculous. <laughs> a latte? Why would you recommend that? That's just absolutely <laughs> I asinine. I love lattes. Um, I guess, would a, lot, would a, a, like a, a float be like a latte soda? She can't really put Ooh. steamed milk. Frothed milk. What if you steam frothed a milkshake? I'm not. I'm not really sure if it's just steamed milk or it's froth or it's no steamed milk and froth milk, or if it's both in a latte. So I just said them both and been like, well, people will think I, I don't just even made a know what those one. things are. But what if you made a milkshake <sighs> come out that way, like hot? No, cold, but frothy. It's weird. Uh, Sounds delicious. NHL playoffs are going on. Don't want to talk about it. Oh, Scott's an Islanders fan, and they got swept. Oh boy, they basically the they basically had happened to them what they did to the Penguins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the Islanders were in each game up until the last game, and there were a series of events that occurred. An where unfortunate the, series of events where the Islanders were not. Poised enough to overcome. And they overreached a little bit this year, I'd say. Well, I think for both teams, the Hurricanes and the Islanders, they were both playing with house money in that series. Neither of them works. The Carolina Hurricanes. The difference is the Hurricanes have a little more firepower up front. Oh, yeah. And and they're a little faster. And their goalie made a few more saves. That's really it. But uh, it always comes down to the goalie making a few more saves, really. I think the Isles have a good future. You know, they need to... It's a big free agent class this year, and I think the Islanders have the fourth best cap situation, third best cap situation. They also have several unrestricted free agents coming into this year. Yeah, Eberle. And several of them... Jordan Eberle. Um, uh, shoot, how am I not... Oh, and, not Andrew Ladd. Uh, Anders Lee, their captain. Yeah. Brock They'll Nelson. Sign. They'll sign Lee. Brock Nelson and... I don't think the other one was super significant. Uh, oh, Leo Komarov. Yeah. Okay. They got plenty of cap space to sign the ones they want, which would probably be Everly and Lee, and then make a run at 
you know, a Panarin or a... Duchesne, both. Duchesne, yeah. Um, Plus, they have people in the pipeline that are developing. Yeah. And we've got a high prospect class. And we've got Josh Hosang, who is desirable and undesirable at the same time. Yeah. We could move him for somebody. Are we getting a little too deep into just Islanders talk here? So you want to talk playoffs. That, that one was easy because that series is over already. I want to give a shout-out, man. Like For the Hurricanes, I don't like the Hurricanes just because one their, their uniforms sucks. suck. Yeah, I don't. I hate their, Hurricanes fans. Their owner sucks because they're, they're super sucks. not knowledgeable about hockey. Super evil human beings. And they're fair weather fans, to say the least. They disappeared after two thousand six. They had five thousand fans a game for the last two seasons, and now all of a sudden they're back out in full force. And I take what you say earlier with a grain of salt. I get it when you don't turn it on. They've been bad, but to to bring four, five thousand, six thousand people. To your nineteen thousand seat stadium arena, that's and they're and uncalled their defense. for. That's Florida Panthers BS. In their defense, there's a lot to do in North Carolina. Not in Raleigh. Well, there's what six college basketball teams, which will always be more important than hockey. There, that's true. To go to, you well, know? three big ones, and it's not really a coincidence. I don't think that Hurricanes fans started showing up this season. After a college football season was over, that's true. I mean, they Bas- share a college basketball. Well, they college share a basketball. parking lot with yeah. NC State football. Yeah. NC State plays at the same arena, and then you've got Duke and Carolina, who was like a top ten perennial top ten. Yeah, and you have, and Wake, you have Wake Forest, Davidson. I mean, you have a you know, lot. Yeah. So the hot, UNC Greensboro that, is like a big. That plays into secondary kind of team. I mean, that that that. also plays into my hatred for Hurricanes fans in general, because they are basketball fans that enjoy watching hockey, and they don't know what they're talking about, and that really pisses me off. So for the Hurricanes, I don't like the Hurricanes for those reasons, but I have and Dougie Hamilton, do not like Dougie Hamilton. You see what he did in the that was epic. What he did to Brock because Brock deserved that. I like what Brock did. That's funny. I like what Dougie did. For those of you that don't know, Brock Nelson after the Islanders scored a goal went and tapped, uh, patted uh, the Hurricanes goalie on the head. McElhaney. McElhaney. Yep. McElhaney. McHacka. McElhaney. Who? That all Um, works. It's all good. Um, and then in the handshake line, Dougie Hamilton patted Brock Nelson on the head. I'm good with both of those. Hysterical. I think those. The, that's what makes hockey different is that that can happen in a way that's not. I just don't think that would happen in football without two people smashing helmets together. Yeah, you know. But I think in hockey, it's a little bit more clever. I like that that happened. I do not like Dougie Hamilton. No, he's he's a shit player. All right, like super it. talented. But, but do you know who player. I absolutely love? Justin Williams. Yeah, I mean the guy is. Pushing 40, if he's not 40 already. He won the cup with the Hurricanes in, in 2006. 2006. And then he was old Did he win with the Kings? He was too? old then. He may have, yeah. And now he's back, captaining the Hurricanes. His beard is so gray, right? I'm 41 this summer. My beard is full of white and gray, and his is worse. And I'm, and I'm yeah, like, look at this. And you know what? He's carrying this team. He had two goals in the clincher against the Islanders. And he had maybe three or four goals in that series versus the Islanders. And I, don't, I love nothing more than to see a player like Justin Williams, even though he won against my team, oh. just succeed. 
He's actually three, no, five months younger than I am. <laughs> All right, there you go. So he's 38. He he's 37. He'll be 38. In October. In October. Um, to contribute the way he is to lead that team. Here, here's my question to you about the playoffs, I love it. Though. Getting off Justin Williams and your Well, and Slavin and, and Pesci, too. Yeah, we get it. Um, right. This is a hurricane. It's not the Isles. Yeah, but it's the series that you watched. But, all right, so the Islanders made it in the second round, got beat by the Hurricanes. The Blue Jackets smoked the Lightning. So my, my question to you is, you know, what, what was it like um, one of the division winners in the West wouldn't even have made, like, the playoffs in the East? What was it? Something like no, that. No, the two division... The two wildcard teams wouldn't have made the playoffs or something? Um, Yeah. Yep. So now that we're deeper in the playoffs and the Blues and the Stars are battling each other and the Sharks and the Avalanche are battling each other, is... I don't really know what I'm looking at at the West. Are they just going to get to the final and get smoked by whoever makes it from the East? So, or did they just get? Did they just beat the crap out of each other in the regular season and didn't have the same point totals? Because a lot of these teams, the Blues and the Sharks specifically, are perennial Cup favorites. You know, and the Stars to an extent kind of are, but they always underachieve, and now they're kind of. Achieving, not overachieving, but just achieving what they're supposed Dallas, to achieve. But but Dallas and um, Colorado. Colorado's a surprise. Colorado's a surprise. But so were the Islanders and Hurricanes. So, the Islanders so like, were a surprise, but they were holding the first place spot in the Metro yeah. a month before the end of the season. And it came down to the last two days, whether or not they finished first or second. So they were a surprise considering where so, they thought so the they would be in the is, first, but not by the end. The Hurricanes... Well, you're not answering the question. The question is the West. Is it good or bad? Okay, here's my answer. You may not like it. Uh, you're going to... The regular season versus the playoffs All is right. two completely different animals. Let me rephrase. The West, with one word, good or bad? Good. Okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> good. I think that the teams in the East may have trouble with these teams in the West going down the stretch here. Whoever goes to the end of this Eastern Conference and takes it to the Stanley Cup Final, I mean, if you look at the Hurricanes, the Bruins, and the Blue Jackets, first of all, the Blue Jackets are not the same team they were halfway through the season. The deadline, they completely changed. Took them a little bit to get going, and they got going. All right? And you look at... Uh, that's yeah, the you look reason. at their roster top to bottom. They're as talented as any team in the NHL, and yes. I'm not surprised they beat the Lightning. I'm, I'm not surprised either. they swept them, but I'm not surprised. They got clicking at the right time. You know Exactly. And, and it takes time. And th- in today's NHL, it's so fast. It's so structured that you, you add a lot of players like that. It's going to take some time. You know, people don't understand... When they, folks that don't watch hockey often look at stuff and they don't understand that everything is Is contemplated. Practiced, yeah. It's practiced. That there's certain plays that are going on. It happens so fast that the layman thinks that it just looks like chaos. But there's so much going on. 
And people react, the players react so quickly that when you are playing with somebody new, that equals a struggle yeah. at the same point because you can't think, you're not thinking on the same page. I really think whoever wins that series is going to be the is, cup favorite. Is, is going to win. Right now, the Hurricanes are the cup favorite. Because they beat the Islanders? No, because they I think because they eliminated defending Stanley Cup champions and then swept in the second round. Yeah, but all right, if they play the Bruins, the Bruins are just too technically good. And they're veterans and the Bruins just, are tough, man. And I think the Blue Jackets can just steamroll them. The Blue they're so big and strong, that team. I, I don't think the Hurricanes make it out of the next round. Yeah. All right, because Next round Boston is the Eastern Conference Finals. Right, the, but Boston and Columbus so, are just too good. So let's move to the West. Yeah, we got two game sixes tonight. Well, not in the West. Two game sixes overall: Bruins, Blue Jackets, and um, who's San up in Jose, that series? Colorado, Boston. Boston's up three two. Yeah, San Jose, Colorado. Colorado's up three two. San Jose's up three two. San Jose is. Thought so. Yeah, and then um, the Blues and Stars are going to Game Seven. It's been tight. It's been a good series. But I feel like the Blues and Stars are both a little overrated. I don't think they get past the winner of the Sharks Avalanche. So the winner of the Sharks Avalanche will go to the Cup yeah, Final. Sharks are leading 3-2. That's my prediction. It'll be the Sharks, the winner of the Sharks Avalanche series going to the Cup Final. And it'll be the winner of the Bruins Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets series going to the Cup Final. And then I would have to say before I make my prediction that I need to know which one goes because yeah, the Blue Jackets. The we'll, we'll revisit predictions come these. We'll revisit predictions when we we're get down there. To four teams. Yeah. So there's our NHL so, talk. NHL talk. That was good. NHL talk. Good hockey talk. 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 Um. So all right. So I think it's on to Game of Thrones. So we're gonna discuss spoilers. So if you haven't watched the episode, non-watchers beware. Spoilers people, are coming. People that haven't watched last night's episode beware people that don't watch aren't gonna care uh, you know i was and implying, if they decide to watch later on by the time they get to where it is right now they're not gonna i was remember. implying watchers that have not watched last night's episode all right but, so what are your thoughts on the starbucks cup you don't know what i'm talking about what well <laughs> i saw a picture that was a meme uh and i think it was it was when the procession came into Winterfell, and somebody's standing there with a Starbucks cup in their hand, but it's no, 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 that that was an old thing. That was Jamie holding a Starbucks cup, like in season two, yeah, during, during a, a break. Oh, there's a scene, the scene where um, they're in Winterfell, the hall, and John's talking to the wildlings and them, and they're all like praising him, pumping him up, being and, king, and Danny's off to the side, kind huh? of looking at him. Where was the Starbucks cup? In front of Danny. Really? Yeah, you saw it. I saw the pictures. I didn't watch. I can put the show on right now, and we can take a quick. We will do it after this episode. Right. But but it's we'll a confirm big, it's a next big, episode. Well, it's a big thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. I want to so, see like, for myself. Of, that's fine. Um, but long story short, I don't really care. Doesn't ruin the show for me. How do you know they didn't have a Starbucks? Someone said it was a Dyerfell coffee or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Stupid. But anyway, moving on. What do you so? What do you really want to talk about? We, you know, we were. I had something I wanted to jump on you about and like surprise you, but I don't remember what it was. You <laughs> gotta be shitting me! <laughs> like I've been waiting this whole episode. Maybe, I've been maybe it'll come up. Um, 
I hope so because uh, what a letdown this would be for me. Well, I have a. I don't give a shit what our fans think or what our listeners think, but you're letting me down now. Whatever. Um, I purposely didn't write it in my notes either, so that like you wouldn't. I'd be able to like surprise. But um, all right, I have all right. So Sansa, no one listens to her. It's so annoying. It is annoying because she's, she's the smartest, the smartest, smartest one there one. is. And you think about like. Where she's gone, she she got her principles and values and, and morals from her parents, who were like the most moral people. Then she learned at the knee of Cersei, Tyrion, Ramsay, and Littlefinger. She knows what she's doing. And Danny's sitting there at the end table. We leave now. I need to attack now. And Sansa's like, take a take a chill pill, yo. Like let's. Let's let's have a weekend off here. Give your give your troops like a nice little and we'll and we'll talk about They're tired. They're yeah. weary. They're exhausted. They've just got done fighting and defeating the army of the dead. They yeah. need to recuperate. Yeah. It's and, like it's like DeGrom pitching extra and then ha- sending them out the next night. Yeah. And it's a ridiculous. little extra time to think about what Cersei's been doing. Cuz everybody seemed to forget that she wasn't going. just sitting there with her thumb up her butt imagining yeah. it was Jamie's thumb. She was oh, preparing. Jamie. Oh, I don't listen, we'll get into that. <laughs> all right. Because he has been one of my favorite characters this entire show. And believe it or not, what happened with him even just adds to like I love that it's he's going back. He is what he is. Yeah. We'll get to that later. But the heartbreak but, that he caused doing that. Yes. Uh, well maybe that gives maybe Tormund's got a way in. Cersei was not Giants idle. Made. And it was clear. Yeah. And I'm looking at the way they have the battlements of King's Landing that I am fearful that they can't bring uh, jo- Drogon anywhere near King's Landing. Anyone that knows me knows that like I can look at human carnage all day long without a problem. Won't bother me. But I can't handle animal violence at all. How like, did you take how did you take Rhaegal's death? I leapt out of my seat and screamed at the TV, "No!" And still having hope when the first spear hit that he that he could live. And then they I don't even want to think about it. What I about sleep when that spear night. went through his neck and uh, spewed stop blood it. everywhere stop it. as he crashed to his death in the in the ocean? Stop it. Stop it. I also stood up and <laughs> cheered for, when I just for for everybody listening. Brian Brian in the middle of that had to turn away from his microphone and pet his dog and say it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It wasn't you, dude. I was up to like I was up to like two in the morning last night, just watching like American Dad and reading a book and doing. Because every time I closed my eyes, I saw the dragon. I just couldn't do it. The other time I left that, that dragon last just night, the way it writhed in oh, the air. Stop it! Stop it! Just stop it! Oh, but I did jump I have a tear right here. I did I jump up and cheer when I saw Ghost alive. Okay. Oh, tear. How many times did you cry? I don't feel comfortable talking about it. I know within the first scene, I cried twice. So I, I cried, cried when, once, but that's because I didn't stop and then cry again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I started crying. Sansa got me when she put the wolf pin on Theon. Um, what else may have got what, me there? Think about what Theon has been through in his life to have that relationship with Sansa, the bad, the good, like all of it is insane. 
to think. You think about most of these characters' lives and what they've yeah. been through, and it culminated for me in the scene where the hound is just being typical hound at that table in the feast hall at Winterfell, and everybody leaves, and he doesn't want the serving girls. He does. He doesn't want anybody. He just wants more wine, and he wants to wallow in his misery by himself. And Sansa comes over, and I'll tell you what, nobody has a soft spot for anyone else like the Hound has for Arya and Sansa. Yeah. And the guy, I, I don't know I what it totally is. I totally forgot about that plot point, too, that he offered to rescue her in King's yeah. Landing. Completely forgot about it. And he brought that up. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, He's he like, really does w- care about these two girls for some reason. You wouldn't have been through any of what you've been through. And when she just puts her hand tenderly yeah. on the Hound's hand and says, without doing that, I'd, I'd still, still be, be the little, little bird. bird. At this point, I, how can anyone not be rooting for Sansa? Who's Sansa rooting for? Well, I don't know. John. She wants John on the throne. I'm sorry, Aegon, sixth of his name, protector of the realm. I don't even think she, I don't even know if she wants that. I think she's just angling to keep Danny off the throne. Could be. Well, I'll tell you what. Only because Sansa just wants the North to be left alone. And if and if John slash Aegon is on the throne, the North will be left will alone. be left alone. Yeah. So I think she is advocating for him. I don't think it will be him. I don't know. I don't know. I, Danny is becoming she's blinded becoming by Targaryen. her rage. Yeah. And, and she's so, her and John are so dumb. Well, they're so dumb. Well, all all they really have to do is listen to Sansa. That's it. You're right. But well, they keep making mistake what's after mistake downfall? after mistake. Well, a lot like the Night King, A, her, her hubris. She's way too confident. She does not... She has to be almost... What's the word I'm looking for? Aggressively convinced by her counselors of doing something. And you look back, what really decisions, good decisions has she made? Most decisions she makes is Jorah, Tyrion, or Ferris. What's John's downfall? John's downfall is that he doesn't use his brain. He will follow someone else blindly, like Danny. Follows his dick a little bit. Sansa brings that up. But he always, yeah. But he always wants, also wants to do like the right thing, quote unquote. Even if that gets half the realm killed. So but he's still the honorable one. Here's my you know, assessment. Like, so, but like, like you just said, everything Sansa has said the last like two seasons has been dead on balls right, and every dead on balls accurate, accurate. To quote the movie. And every situation that John and Danny get themselves in, well, since Danny and John have hooked up, but John all the way back, they've been bailed out by either one of the Stark sisters, Daenerys. Is driven solely for the throne by throne, no matter what it takes. If she finds out that a bunch of people know about John, she's just gonna kill us. She's gonna kill him. I thought she was gonna kill him in the room. Is driven solely by honor, no matter the cost. I will do what's honorable and right, no matter the cost. And 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 it's evident through the whole thing, right? He doesn't. But you Egret, can't. Egret didn't deserve to die. Yeah. He wanted to do be right, do right by her and the honorable thing. And what happened? 
right? You think about those things. Letting the wildlings through the wall was the right thing to do. Yeah. It was, you know, and think about what happened. He died for it, right? All of these things that he did, right? It was all based upon honor. Think about when Cersei asked him to bend the knee and all he had to do was lie. He couldn't and almost screwed that whole situation if Tyrion didn't save it. Yeah. Right? Everything he does is driven by honor. And it's not necessarily the wrong decision. It's just not the smart thing to do at that time, considering the circumstances. You have him driven by honor, Danny driven by the Iron Throne or what else. Sansa is a mix of them both. Sansa has that determination for the North, like um, Danny, wants, Danny the wants the throne. But she also has the honor that John has when dealing with her, the North. Look at the way her subjects. She has one other it. thing though too, intelligence. Oh, I thought she's like she's way hotter. Oh yeah, she's smoking hot. I mean, she's hotter than both of them put together. Yeah. Well, I don't think putting Danny with John makes her a more attractive woman. Well, I'm just saying, like for the men and the women out there that are fans of the show. Um. You know, I think that that's, I mean, that's what makes Sansa. I mean, she puts that Italian. Like, John's, John's smart. I think John's smart. You've always said, and, and if you read the books, the... Oh, John's an idiot. The show does not give credit to John. Well, the like show... Like the books do. John's the an idiot. The things don't have it. Now, John, I don't think John's an idiot. I think that John allows certain circumstances to make him make the wrong choice. Now you may, that may be the why you call him an idiot, but I think, I don't think he's an idiot. I can't remember all the things going back to the seasons, but I remember every season going, what is he doing? And he, he either gets bailed out by somebody else or just straight up fights his way out of it. But they're all problems of his own making. And he, I mean, think about like, just, he's going to desert, he's like, like, he's going to desert the night's watch, right. To go ride, to fight along his brother to avenge his father. And if he gets bailed out by Sam and Ed yeah. and uh, Pip and all those guys. He gets bailed out by Come and bail him out. But you can't... But like, you can't... Hey, your uncle's outside. Oh, really? Oh, just a bunch of knives in my stomach. But... Like, have a little bit of fucking forethought. You can't... You And you, the, the Battle of the Bastards. Sons up before the battle is like, you're doing it wrong. They won't listen to me. You got to come up with a plan. He's like, what's the well, plan? She's like, I don't know, but you you, you got to listen to him. Do what he expects. Yeah. Right? But you listen to his argument. If you go back and you listen to it again, where he says, we, there's no more people. We we attack now. We don't attack. Yeah, but that's not that's not what Sansa's arguing about. And Sansa's arguing about We is need you more need men. To do. You At need what to, point, though? And then, and then she tells him that Ramsey's going to do something. Do something that's gonna make you fuck up, and even Sansa's like, "What's what's Rakan's dead? Rakan's dead. Rakan's dead. Leave him." And they send him out there. He can't not, and he goes, go. and he ruins everything. It puts it puts himself in in danger. Yeah, but yeah. that's which is an awesome cinematic shot with all the horses, and he's yeah. just taking his sword I, out. But I don't but, know if you can. I mean, that was a dumb thing to do, but he's driven by honor, and if there is a chance that maybe he can save. That's not leadership. His little brother. That's not leadership. 
His no. responsibility in that situation is not to his little brother. It's to the army and winning. Well, battle. let me ask you a question. And Sansa bailed him out. And you think about Sansa, who I just said um, learned at the knee of Cersei, Tyrion, Littlefinger, and Ramsay. She's outwitted all of them except Cersei. She hasn't had she, that chance yet. Do you understand, but, though, that she put John in that position? At any time, she could have said, I can get the Knights of the Vale. Wait for the Knights of the Vale. She was smarter than that. Yeah. She she counsel- John, she knew John would have fucked it up. She counseled him almost into making that rash decision, knowing that that's what will draw Ramsey out, right? And I can bring in the Knights of the Vale to save the day, and hopefully I can do it before it's not too late and we lose too many of our people. And she did that. But she had the opportunity to tell John right away, we need more men. He said, where are we going to get them from? And she didn't say, I can bring you the Knights of the Vale. She, this is, she said, I don't know. She knew that if she told John about the Knights of the Vale, that John would have used them in a way that Ramsey would have been able to... Most likely. To yes. counteract. Yes. But it's hard. And she has the best... She's In the it last doesn't couple make of John seasons, an idiot. she's had the best line. doesn't make John an idiot. It makes him not smart. It doesn't make him not smart. It makes him bad at what he does. Doesn't I can say this differently all It doesn't all make time, him bad at what it, he does. It is. It does. Every battle tactic that he's come up with has failed miserably. Okay. So. Moving off that. Who cares? Well, we, we're well, not going to well, argue about this all Okay. Time. But, but there's a lot of other things. As a king, he doesn't need the battle tactics. Yeah. What he does do is unite people better than anyone does. People believe in him. True. No matter what people she got Danny and the Wildlings. Not Tormund loves him as much as Danny does. What about um, all the crows at Castle Black that stabbed him in the stomach? They're all dead. Yeah, but uh, he didn't unite them very well. He united all the rest of them. He didn't get uh, the Castarks and the Umbers and all them to join the battle for life against the dead, which Sansa had in the, and told him that if he leaves to go above the wall. That's true. All right. I mean, listen. And and after listen. all that oh. was said and done, after all that was said and done, he went above the wall. He caught the White Walker. He went and he presented it in front of Cersei and all them and convinced them of the battle. What did that do for them? Nothing. The only people that went north to fight were the people they already had plus Jamie Lannister. True. If he stayed in Winterfell... They have all those same people, plus another like four thousand troops of other Northmen. And hindsight twenty twenty. Hindsight hindsight is twenty twenty. Just like John, well, John on, cannot pass out, up that out, opportunity. They felt like they had hindsight, a legitimate hindsight for us is twenty twenty, but Sansa's foresight was twenty twenty because she said that would happen. Yes, but at that point, you don't know if that's true. Which one will come out right? I mean, you have to think. But, like I just said, almost everything Sansa has done and said the last few seasons has been correct. So That's at true. what point do you say, I'm Jon Snow, maybe I should listen to her. Because she's been right and I've been wrong at every single turn. I think, moving forward, he's learning his lesson with her. Well, I don't know, because he snapped at her in front of Danny at the... That was purely a move to show Danny. That you're my queen, and though I am the rightful heir, I'm not going to dispute it. I don't want it. Again, a dumb move. Because the right decision was what Sansa was saying. And if he said, you know what? 
you're my queen, but he's Sansa's driven got by a point. honor. That was honor to his queen. And he was driven by that and he made a dumb. That's his Again, downfall. That, I, oh, I or you just you stopped that's yourself. You said that downfall. was dumb. You said that was dumb. And then you that, cut. No, I said down. And I. No, no, you said that was dumb. Did not. And then you switched. Oh, God. I, it's on recording. The, okay. <laughs> There's go a back. microphone. I'm going to. It could be dumb or downfall. <laughs> All right. Don't go back now. No, I'm not going to go back now. But we've been talking for an hour. Oh. So let's move off the John and Danny thing. Okay. There was a shot in The Long Night. Have you thought about. What your zinger was? No. Get it together, man. But this might be it, but I don't... I, my memory's so right, bad that I may have already talked about it. Which was episode three. All right. So when Sansa's fighting and she's tearing shit up before she gets injured. Arya. Yeah, Arya. Sorry. You guys, I got Sansa on the line. I know. Um, there's a spot where it stops and it shows Sir Davos in the background. Like, whoa, watching her. Yeah. And like at the time I watched it, I was like, ha, that's, you know, they needed to make a, a shock value thing for Arya's fighting. So this is a little bit of humor right there. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, there has to be some other, that has to be foreshadowing something. I don't know where you're going with this. Well, I, I don't really know either, but I'm just saying like thinking back for, for a humor spot. I, I would say wrong. that's humor. I think I'm wrong. I wouldn't say that's humor. More so is like that ASMR type. You don't know what ASMR A- is. Yeah. Where you get those chills. That's not what ASMR is. AMSR? ASMR? ASMR is listening to sounds and having it kind of enjoy you. That's some of it. Some of like, it's visual. ASMR is all visual, touch, sound, any no, of it. ASMR is strictly sounds. It's not true. That's what the S stands for. Or the A, audio. What does S stand for? I don't really know what it stands for. I'll look, look it up. up. I'll look it up. All right. But, so but, anyway, that, but no, that might okay. be for that value where somebody is finally seeing, like, so Ari is in there, and everybody's got this idea of Ari, but nobody really knows, and he just happened to see it and went, whoa. And that was some of that value. Like, I have the, my, the hair standing up at me talking about it. Look this stuff up. You got I'm, it? I'm, I'm look, I don't know what it means. I don't know what the words mean. All right. <laughs> It's not sound. It's autonomous sensory meridian response. Yes. It could be from any of those senses. Touch, sound, sight, smell. So the SMR is the actual feeling. Yes. All right. So. It could have been for that value. Okay. If it was. Okay. Let's go this way. If it was foreshadowing, what is it foreshadowing? I don't know. That's what I'm bringing. Speculate. Speculate, man. Speculate. Sansa's at some point is going to be wearing Davos's face. Ooh. I don't know about that. Okay. It would be a way. All right. My, we, we know my Arya theory. I may not have said it on here, but I have a theory that when John and Danny have to really make a decision and John sides with Danny and says, I'm not a Targaryen or blah, 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 or something, and screws over the North. Arya's going to kill him. I think that's been foreshadowed. I don't think with so. With the the veiled threats that she's made about remembering who your family is. I'm going to go on record and say, I don't think so. That's fine. I also I think, think if, I also think that if the Arya, same thing might happen and she kills Danny. Yes, that's more likely. If Arya um, had a choice to resolve that dispute by killing one or the other, it would be Danny. But Davos might be a way to get close. To who? To John. To either of them. I don't think Davos... He's trusted by both of them. 
Davos is not very. I mean, he's not going to get alone with her, but if, no. if it's him and Tyrion and Ferris, when I say him, I mean Davos as Arya. I mean, she's not going to worry about any of them. And I was no. really hoping that Arya was going to stay with uh, I think that Arya is going to kill Cersei. And when she does, I don't, I she, think that's will, too she will be wearing the face of someone else. Arya can't be the one that kills the Night King and Cersei. She can be. She could be, but I don't think so. It was prophesized. Why? Cersei has green eyes. Oh, that's true. None of the people she's killed has green eyes? All the rest of them are brown. Little shits. Um, I'm not spending my last few hours with you two miserable shit. How'd you? F- All right, so thinking about the episode, the scene with um, the scene with um, uh, so the scenes with um, I really liked. Get to it. The scenes with who? I really liked the the drinking game scene between Jamie, Tyrion, Tyrion and Pod, Brienne. and Brienne. I really liked. Like it was fun to see. I don't know if you picked up on this, but like it was fun to see Jamie and Tyrion just as, as brothers having fun. Like it's Tyrion's the first got time, like, really. yeah, Tyrion's like leaning on him and has his arm on him, and they're playing a game and they're just enjoying their time together. And I really like that. Um, Until Tyrion just made it super weird. Yeah, well, it got Jamie laid, so got Brienne laid. <laughs> yeah, Brienne, yeah, that's really the <laughs> the important part. But I really like that. Um, you know, earlier in that scene, Danny proved still how dumb she is. Um, by saying I know how to play the game too, yeah, by I'm, doing I'm, the most can, obvious, obvious political right? thing, like oh, giving Gendry the ancestral home of the Baratheons of his own home, <laughs> like yeah, like oh, you're so smart, you thought of that all on your own. Well, she also and now like, you're gonna brag about it, and now you're gonna go get your dragon killed. She also um, legitimized his name, yeah, which, but she oh, the way she did it was so annoying because I've done it, yeah, but. And I like the that joke. That was all the, undone. T- Tormone's by, joke, which one Tormone. of you crafted my pants? Yeah. That was really good. Um, <laughs> well, what's the plot? So how is it like, so he's there, right? Jamie just gets up and follows Brienne out. And then Tyrion just dumps his wine into his horn and then walks away. Like, what was that all about? That was, that was Jamie planting his steak in Brienne, basically. Yes. Pun intended a little bit. Tormond. Torment. Seeing it, Tormund, seeing it, and Tyrion recognizing what's happened. It's going, saying, you need more wine. I'll give you more wine, because Tyrion is the ultimate wingman. In which case, Tormund goes right up to the hound and basically cries about his broken heart, and then immediately, immediately a girl over comes it up to with him. a serving yeah. wench. Apparently, if you want to get laid after a battle against a million zombies is uh, the way to do it. Yes, win the battle, get laid. How? Hey Matt, you should probably win a battle soon. Who are you talking to, Matt? You just you just you can't just establish a third person without like just randomly. We talked about him earlier mind, wearing man. his uniform. Theater of the mind and trying anyway. to steal your pizza, but homeboy needs to win a battle. Torment, Matt. <laughs> this isn't about Matt anyway. Although Matt is a redhead like Torment. True, but um. The most tense part of that episode, because the dragon dying was unexpected. Oh, don't even go there. 
I, my heart was in my throat the entire time. When Tyrion is standing in front of Cersei, I thought he was dead. Uh, that wasn't the most terrifying moment for me. Really? I almost I did say bye. I said oh, bye, Tyrion. Yeah, but I also thought it was just such a fucking baller move when it he was just Bron. walks. Oh yeah, when he just went. But when Tyrion is talking to oh, what's that guy's name? He's so creepy. Kyburn. Kyburn, put on a fucking undershirt, dude. Like you're disgusting. Put on an undershirt. I don't know. One of the whores that was with Bronn in episode one stopped him and said, she kind of favors older men. She yeah. was into him. Ugh. But she was also going to, she was, they were going to lose her to like the, pox. the yeah. pox in like six months. But, um, but yeah, it was baller when he was talking to him and he's just like, I'm just the voice piece for the queen. And he's just like, Ugh. let like, me talk tosses to the queen. his hand at him and walks right past him and walks up in front of all his arrows. And yeah, I thought he was done. But um, but yeah, the the scene with Bronn was intense. I didn't think it was gonna go that way. That one was. I thought Bronn was gonna be like, yeah, my sister, your sister paid me to kill you. But uh, fuck that. Let's have a drink. What are you guys doing next week? <laughs> you know that that just goes that no reunion in this show isn't without it, its baggage. None. Yeah. And none of them go the way that you think, hope, or expect. And the way they did that with Bronn is now you have this cloud over everything. Because he was serious. And he can appear at any moment just to... Why would they up. not have killed him at some point? You know, I just don't... The whole He still has a part to play. Basically. The whole series, I feel like you got this this thing from Bronn where he was all out for himself, but under underneath it all, he's always kind of cared for Tyrion. When they met again, going to the dragon pit yeah. last season, and he was talking about, if that ain't looking out for myself, I don't know what is. And then Tyrion's like, it's good to see you, Bronn. He's like, yeah, you too. <laughs> you know, and you're like, it's those little comments where you think, you know what, this is kind of a, yes, he looks out for number one first, but it's kind of a charade. Well, it is not a freaking charade. He is out for himself, no matter what. Yeah. And he will kill, doesn't matter. He will kill Cersei, Jaime, or Tyrion. Uh, he, won't, he won't discriminate. He'll kill any of them if it means uh, the right castle and the right gold for him. And I, I didn't think that, that he had that in him, but oh yeah, he's got it in him. I'm. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. To shock Ooh, you. I shock me! I'm ready for the show to be over. Oh, you said that on Facebook. That's not even a shocker. And I even commented on it. How I did. Do, how do you? No, bring I said, that as your shocker. No, I said on Facebook that this show has my, like, my mental health and emotional well-being spent. You said though in that post it needs to end. This show needs to end. Oh. Well, I mean that was kind of a joke. But, like, after last night, like, I'm just, uh, my thought process has gone, like, only two more weeks to, thank God, only two more weeks. Because I just can't handle it anymore. My nerves are spent. I will never watch this show again. It is, it is the greatest show ever made. I think that's a fact. You may not enjoy it. It may not be your cup of tea. You may not like it. But it is just the best show ever made. 
Somebody asked me who didn't and watch you can, it. You can dislike. You can still dislike. What's good the things? big deal about Game of Thrones? And my answer to them was, there's TV, there's movies, and there's HBO. Game of Thrones is something different entirely. It's better than any movie. It's better than any TV show. The production level, and this, oh, please, with you, with you people out there complaining about the darkness, I watched at that episode again yesterday at twilight. Twilight, the timing of Twilight being important because I watched it on my back deck with a projector and I was still able to see everything on an $80 projector. Hold on in a second. Twilight. Hold on a second, mister. I'm never watching this show again. Why did you go back and watch old episodes? Because I always watched the episode before to pregame for the episode of the night. Makes sense. Um, I will not be doing that this week. And if no. I do, I'll be fast forwarding past the dragon part. John, John. I'll probably do that. I'll probably watch it again. But as soon as she starts okay. flying around Let's, Dragonstone, uh, here's, here's it's something. Skipped. You know what? This podcast could go on for hours because I could literally talk passionately about Game of Thrones indefinitely. Yeah. However, the, I should be this passionate about the Mets. I'm not. You know, Game of Thrones is just Game that of good. Thrones, Game of Thrones is has interesting things happening in it. Yeah, but the I, Mets I equate, do not right now. I equate Game of Thrones to a drug. And the fact that the anticipation is incredible. Like, you're just, oh, I can't wait to get this thing in my veins. And then you do. And it's incredible. But then you start coming down. Oh, it's bad. And the, hang- the, with- the it's misery. It's straight misery. And then a certain amount of time goes by, and that anticipation builds. And you, you emotionally, you're done with it. Like, I don't want to put myself through this anymore but you can't stop but then the show starts and, and you're there like you are back in euphoria yeah you know i i until, don't even until know something what. in the show happens that rips your motherfucking heart out and you go why do i do it to myself okay watching what? game of thrones if you were to start binging from oh. day one today i would tell you it's the greatest show ever it's better than any movie it's better than any show don't watch it just don't no, do it to yourself. I, um, I disagree. I got into my bed last night after it was over and spooned my dog and wept for like 10 minutes. No movie or other show will ever make you do that. No. That's why you have to watch it. Just like Sansa said, I'd still be that little bird if I didn't go through what I went through. Yeah, I got to look truth in the face. You got to. <laughs> the most courageous thing we can do right now is look truth just, in the face. You two scenes together. That was not her in the crypt? You started out with the hound part. And well, then you said it and I switched. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So the most courageous thing you can do, though, though Brian says this will rip your heart out, that's life. Life rips your heart out. But it will also bring you immeasurable, exci- imme- immeasurable excitement, joy, just adrenaline, well, that was one good thing and about heartache. the White Walkers plotline, is that you have all this realistic human suffering between humans and in their fight to just better their situation, which is an extremely human trait that relates to us today in real life. And it's so bitter that the White Walkers was almost a reprieve from that. It was just a straight-up action movie almost. You knew people were going to die. But it wasn't like a like a super depressing death 
where like every death was where, heroic. Like, Oberyn was, oh. and like and like um, and Ned and all these people that are just trying to go about their life and and do the right thing and just get murdered for get it. Get murdered for it, or just it doesn't work out. And like it's always like, oh. We're good. It's, oh, no, you know, I just got stabbed. To, com- to compare it. But with the White Walkers, it was just like, oh, here's this fucking comic book villain. It's like that, you know, oh, yeah, they died in battle and blah, 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 blah. And all the deaths were like these glorious things. And it would happen so fast. It would move on to the next one. And it was there was it was a lot less emotional than when Cersei cuts off Mal- uh, Masande's head or the dragon goes down. And you're just like. They're just having fun flying in the air. Also, ugh. Police ghost there's, is alive. There's the death of heroism, right? Yeah. You, and it's human. You think about. I, I mean, this is how emotional the show is, and how in depth it is. That I'll bring this up. Do you think about nine eleven? Okay. Where are you going with this? And the <laughs> the firefighters yeah. rushing in to save people. Many lost Careful their lives, that. saving. It didn't matter after that. We were all American. It didn't matter if you were white, black, Indian, Native American, Spanish. It didn't matter what language you spoke. We were all American and we were all in this together. And for the that was the last time our country was united as one, I feel like. Because we had a common enemy that affected all of us. And that's what it was like with humans fighting the White Walkers. Yeah. Now... You know Ned's and death. You remember you? Do you remember what you said after that episode? Ned's death, and I called you an idiot. Some of these other deaths is like the heartbreak of a school shooting, yeah. where it's just it's it doesn't it doesn't shouldn't have sense. happened. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And there's all of this turmoil just going on with kids India, trying to and it's get people education. going like it's people against people. Yeah. Like right now, our country's fighting amongst itself with the politics that's going, all this other stuff. And yeah. where's that thing that unites bring it, us? Bring it back around. That's what's going on no now. Wants, this isn't a politics. Now that they've defeated the dead, it's become that again. Now it's Danny and John and it's, it's Cersei. It's back to the the and, the, the, ugh, the heart of the show. And it's and it is heart wrenching. I it is heart wrenching. I cannot wait. So what did I say? Over. Now where are you going with that? You remember when you're like, the one thing that this battle against the White Walkers did is that now. Everyone's united. Said, yeah, that lasted long. I, said, that, that's I was so dumb. wrong. <laughs> I was so it, wrong. It didn't even last through the feast. <laughs> yeah, they burnt their dead. That was it. Yeah, and they're right back to it. And even while they were burning their dead, they were particular about it. Yeah, you know, like they all they each went. Danny went to thing. Jora. Yeah, and and Sansa went to Theon, and uh, Ed was visited by. Sam. Yep. Sam went to Dolores. John went Ed. to Liana Mormont. John went to Liana Mormont. And it was like this, damn, like, you guys are even being stingy in who you visit. Yeah. But John's speech was pretty epic. It was, it was a little long. It was kingly. Yeah. He, he, ha- he, he kind of went, like, there was, like, it was good. And then it's like, all right, drop the mic there. And then he'd say something. And be like, ugh, now it's dumb. And then Not he'd for say, me. But then he'd bring it back. I'd be like, all right, drop the mic now. And then he'd say something, kind of, and then and I'm like, you're, ah. you're dragging this on. But then he brought it back up, and then he dropped. You should have dropped the mic, like a little bit you're ago. You're not good at that. At uh, what? Making fun of me. You're bad at that. Anyway, um, should have dropped the mic. 
He should have. You should have. See what I mean? You should have. Torture. This is brutal. This is bad radio. You suck. Um, anything else on the episode? Uh, the Hound and Arya leaving together. I really enjoyed that. Um, My favorite part was him saying, I'm probably not coming back. And she was like, yeah, me neither. He said, I have I really business. wanted Arya to stay at Sansa's I have unfinished side. business. And then he said, are you going to leave me to die again? And she said, probably. Probably. And his laugh was the most genuine laugh, laugh that, that ha- like he laughed and then covered it up so quickly like I'm the hound. I don't but, fucking laugh. But he laughed. But what's beautiful about that is she's not lying. It wasn't no. a joke. And, and that's what he loves about her. And they both understand that. They are it, it just goes back to when when Gendry proposed to her. Well, and I was just like, dude, you don't know her very well. You know? At all. Yeah. The only person that really understands her is, the, is hound. the hound. And that's because they both understand that they're really ununderstandable. Nobody has spent more time with Arya than the hound. It's true. At the, well, you think about growing up when they were younger, probably. She spent more time with this. But I just always, I wanted Arya to have to there to protect Sansa's back. She still has Brienne. But she has a heartbroken Brienne. Yeah, I know. How is she going to react? I know Sansa, I'm heartbroken. I mean, Arya still has a role to play down in King's Lane. Yeah. There's one more name on her list. You know, they already, Siri's already in King's Landing. I was just about to come up with a theory, but it, from last episode, it doesn't have much to stand on. I was just going to say that I wonder if Cersei has An circumvented ambush. and is going to attack Winterfell. Negative. I don't think so either because she's down there. She doesn't there. give a shit about the North there. anyway. She, yeah, but but she understands. Like, remember when she was the? I don't remember which battle it was, but everyone expected her. Otirian attacked. Um, where are the Lannisters from? Oh, shit. Casterly, Casterly Rock. Rock. And they're like, "Wow, this is really easy to take." Meanwhile, Cersei's armies were taking Highgarden. You think that's gonna kind of like that? I don't think so. I think it was made clear in like season one when she's talking to Joffrey and Joffrey's getting his arm bandaged because Lady bit her. And he's like, he wants to kill them all, right? And Sansa tells him right now. Wasn't Lady that bit him? Not Sansa. It was Nymeria that bit him. Yeah, but they still, they killed killed Lady. Lady. You're right. So, um, Cersei's telling him then, the North is too wild. It's too spread out. We could never hold it. And then we would not, we don't know what to do in winter. Well, it's winter. Yeah. There's no way she's going there in winter. That's a good point. But that could also be a misdirection. That was back in season one. I don't I mean I wouldn't you put don't, you don't think with Game of Thrones that could be a planted misdirection for now, because that's what they do in that show. However, uh, I don't think that that's the case. I think that th- this fight is gonna happen. There, she is well dug in. She's got those giant scorpions on the top of each rampart, and I don't think that dra- that dragon's got to have a new game plan. Each one of Euron's ships has a scorpion mounted on the bow. They can shoot a hundred spears at Drogon all at one time, or just continuously shoot spears. I I don't know what they're gonna do with the dragon, but there's no reason for her to leave King's Landing. 
There's yeah. no reason. She has a golden company. Well, she's not going anywhere, but she could be sending a small force. There, she's, there's no reason for her to send a force up north. Yeah. There's nobody left up north. The smartest person in the realm. Yeah, but she defeats that army. But if no one listens to her. Landing. There's no reason for them to go for her to go kill her. John and Danny aren't going to listen to Sansa. Then it's and to be honest with you, why? I really don't think Cersei gives a shit about the North. Yeah. I don't care if Sansa bends a knee or whatever. Like that could be what it, the end of the show is. Is that Cersei's on the Iron Throne and Sansa's the queen in the North, and they kind of just everybody else is dead. And and there's a scene with Sansa and Cersei, and Cersei's like. I don't want the North. And Sansa goes, I don't want the South. And that's the end. And that's it. Ooh, that's a good ending. We're on to something. Yeah. That might be my new theory. But hey, theory. Gendry is the Lord of Storm's End. Yeah, as, as long as it's not Cersei's. Well, he is for now. Yeah. He'll bend the knee to Cersei. He doesn't give a shit. He's the Lord of Arya Storm's hell, End. Arya handled that really well. Yeah, she was very mature about that. Yeah, like, I mean... That was probably the best rejection I've and ever seen. She was true to herself when yeah. she went right back to the that's not me. Yeah. Right? That's what she said to Nymeria too. That's what she said to her father. Yeah. It's not me. I'm not I'll, I'll never be a lady. Bring a lot around. God, I love it. <sighs> All right. All right. Let's <laughs> end it there. All right, so you can listen to us on SoundCloud, but Big news. We're on Apple Podcasts now as well. So if you Please want to check subscribe. us out on on Apple Podcasts, you can do that. If that's where you prefer to listen, it's where I prefer to listen. So, yeah, please subscribe, rate, review, leave comments wherever you can. Um, you can also email us at cfmetslegion at gmail.com. And uh, next week, you want to do it again on after Game of Thrones? Yeah, because we already talked about this episode. So let's Monday or Tuesday or something. Monday or Tuesday. I may yeah. be playing Monday nights now, hockey, uh-huh. so we'll see. Yeah, so look for another episode Monday Early or Tuesday week. or Wednesday. And I would also like to hear from you guys, Yeah, those of you that listen. If you enjoyed this format where we talked Mets, then we talked other things. Do you, do you want more Mets talk? Do you like why, why would you do that? some of this life why, This is our podcast. We're not going to do whatever I want to know what they think. Talk about whatever the Doesn't fuck mean we we're going to listen to them. But we want to. I want to know what they think. Just tell us how what what we talked about that was dumb, and leave it at that. Then they just. You say, guys are totally wrong about they would this. Just okay, cool. Say everything you talked about. See, like I said ten minutes ago, you're bad at that. That was pretty good. No, that was obvious. Because everything you say is dumb. Did you end this thing yet? No. Goodbye, is it, everyone. Is it over? You think it's over yet? I don't know. Did you push the I button? Know. I don't know. Let's push the damn button. <laughs>